Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. I'd like to say hello to Sebastian and Alexander from Chicago, Illinois. Hello to Eleanor in California. Hello to Lavinia in California. Hello to Eloise in the UK. Hello to Annabella, Athena, and Luca from Connecticut. Hello to Georgia from Melbourne, Australia. And hello to Haley, Cora, and Stella. Happy belated birthday to Angus, who celebrated a birthday on March 8th. Happy belated birthday to Edie Grace Godstiff from Marlboro, New Zealand, who turned four on April 8th. Lots of love from Mommy Daddy, your little brother Art, and Milo the cat. Happy belated birthday to Audrey from Alaska, from Mommy Daddy, Ellis, and Junie. We love you. Happy birthday to Haley, who is turning 10 on April 10th. Happy birthday to the twins, Aiden and Ani Farik, who are turning 7 on April 11th. Mom and Dad love you. Happy birthday to Reese from Gray, Tennessee, who is turning 8 on April 13th. Happy birthday to Jewel, or Julie Bear, from Kentucky, who is turning 5 on April 15th. Happy birthday to Azalea, who is turning 9 on April 16th. And happy birthday to Sophia, who is celebrating her birthday April 16th. Happy birthday to you all. I hope you have a wonderful day. Shoutouts and birthday wishes are one way we give thanks to our supporters. If you would like to support us and receive more bedtime entertainment like this, all ad-free, please visit our support page at sleeptightstories.org support. Thank you. Melody is on Prince Edward Island visiting her grandfather. She loves the freedom she has when she is there, being able to run around picking berries and exploring. Her mother would never let her do that in Halifax. There is just too much traffic. As Melody gets ready to go to sleep, she asks her grandfather to tell her a story. He shows her all the different books that her mother brought over, but Melody wants to hear one about her grandfather. So he tells her about a time he was out in a winter storm. Rastus growled only once. Melody was visiting her grandfather at his home near the town of North Rustico, on the northern shore of Prince Edward Island. She visited her grandfather every summer and loved staying in his old farmhouse with the green roof and sticky windows. She felt so free there and would spend her days running around, covered in red dirt, picking flowers, eating wild berries, and exploring the area around his farm. She lived with her mom and dad in the big city of Halifax and was never able to have as much freedom at home. Too much traffic, 
her mom would always say. While her days were filled with outdoor fun, her evenings were spent listening to her grandfather's stories, especially the stories he told her before bed. Melody thought her grandfather must have been at least a hundred years old, since he grew up before video games and phones, he had lots of practice sitting in the dark, telling and listening to stories. That might explain why he was so good at it. Grandpapa, can you tell me a story? Melody asked as she got comfy in her squeaky bed. What kind of story would you like to hear? Your mama brought all kinds of books for us to read, Grandpa George said as he looked through a pile of books. Let me see. There is a book here about a mischievous cat who visits two children on a rainy day, leading to a series of fun adventures, and another about saying goodnight to a moon. Hmm, this one looks like a good one. It's about a boy named Max, who travels to a magical land of wild creatures and learns about the power of imagination and the importance of home. Oh, here's another one. And this one looks good, too. It's about a teddy bear named Corduroy, who sets out on a quest to find his missing button and makes all kinds of friends along the way. They all sound nice, Grandpa, but I'd like a story about you, ones that you tell, Melody said. Oh, I could tell you a story about how when I was your age, we had to share one pair of shoes and walk to school during a snowstorm in our bare feet. You know, you kids sure are lucky these days, Grandpa George said with a wink. I don't think that is true, Grandpapa. That's just something parents say to their kids to help them understand how lucky we are. That may be true, but I did have to walk to school during a snowstorm once. Let me think. How about I tell you about my dog named Rastus? He was a big dog with a huge heart, who I still miss to this day. Did Rastus go on an adventure like Corduroy the teddy bear did? I'm sure he had many adventures, many of which I don't know about. Rastus was big and strong and would protect the animals we used to have here on the farm, from hungry foxes and the occasional coyote. Were the foxes and coyotes scared of him, Grandpa? No, I don't think it was like that. It was more like an understanding. An understanding that the animals of the farm were part of his family. And once they knew that, they respected Rastus enough to stay away. I don't think he growled more than once in all the years that he and I were together. He just had a presence about him, Grandpa George said. I want to have a pet dog, Grandpa, but my father says we aren't ready yet. When I ask him when we will be ready, he changes the topic. 
<laughs> well, Melody, having a dog is like adding another member to the family. And when you live in a big city, it's a little harder than here on a farm. Rastus got all the exercise he needed here without me worrying about him. As your mother says, there is a lot of traffic in the big city. I guess. I had a goldfish once, but when I added another fish to the tank, the goldfish disappeared. I still miss fishy. I understand. I've never had a goldfish, but I had many dogs and missed them all. I eventually learned to treasure the time I spend with them. Daddy says that life is like a camera. Focus on the good times, develop from the negatives, and take another shot if things don't work out. I may have heard that one before. These days, I am just happy to rise with the sun and enjoy the time I have when little visitors come, Melody's grandpa said with a smile. So, what kind of adventures did Rastus have? Was he a sled dog in the Yukon, or did he have to work in Alaska? Or was he a really naughty dog like Marley? I saw a movie once about Marley. He was a really funny dog. Rastus was just a great big farm dog, born on a farm in North Wilshire, if I remember correctly. A collie of some sort with the size and strength of a moose. Did he have horns, too? Melody said, giggling. Only at Christmas, Grandpa George said, laughing. I'll tell you about the one time that Rastus growled, and then it will likely be time for you to close your eyes and get to sleep. I don't want your mother to be angry with me. Okay, Grandpa. It must have been 40 or more years ago and we had one of the worst winters you could imagine. Snow as high as my shoulders and cold. So cold you could feel it in your bones. I had to drive to Hunter River that day to get some supplies for the farm. Your grandmother warned me not to go because the sky looked a bit gray, which might well mean some bad weather was on the way. I should have listened to her. She was mostly right all the time. But I was as stubborn as a bull and decided to go anyway. So I got in my old Ford truck with Rastus and we drove off to Hunter River. The roads then weren't plowed as much as they are today, so it was slow going with lots of slipping around. But that old truck loved a challenge, and we made it to the store in Hunter River in one piece. As soon as we got there, it started to snow. So Rastus and I got what we needed, loaded up the truck, and started the drive back. In all my years since, I've never seen the weather change as quickly as it did that afternoon. As soon as we drove out of the hollow and onto the road home, 
the wind started to howl. It was so loud you couldn't hear yourself think. And it got cold, too, though the heater in the truck was more than able to keep us warm. We weren't on the road for ten minutes when the snow was so thick that I could hardly see the front of my truck. My knuckles were white from gripping the steering wheel so tight. We were making slow progress until we came across a car that had gone off the road. Someone out here driving from Charlottetown, I guessed, with as much sense as I had, what with driving in this crazy weather. Now, in those days, we would never leave a person stranded on the side of the road in any weather. It's just not neighborly. So I stopped and tried to pull over as best I could. I got out of my truck and walked over to see if the young lady was okay. She looked as cold as a block of ice, and I can't help but shiver when I think about her. That storm still reminds me of the harsh winters of my youth, where the chill would seep into your bones and never let go. The snowstorm was relentless, the wind howling as it swept across the empty fields. I tapped on her window and asked if she wanted to get into my truck and I could drive her to my house for some hot tea, at least until the storm subsided. She agreed, and we hopped into the front of my truck. Unfortunately, I didn't park too well, and my truck was stuck. No matter how hard I tried, I couldn't get us on the road again. Then, the situation got worse. My truck stalled and wouldn't start again. It was a hardy truck, but could be finicky in the cold. In those days, we didn't have phones that we could carry with us, so being stuck in a storm like this was dangerous because we couldn't call anyone for help. You had electricity back then, right, Papa? Melody whispered. And TV shows and stuff? Yes, we did, but no phones to carry with us wherever we went. I knew we couldn't stay in the truck for too long. The young woman might freeze, so I knew we had to find shelter quickly. To this day, I think Rastus was reading my mind. With a low growl and then a bark, which scared the young woman out of her wits, he opened the door of the truck and bounded into the swirling snow, disappearing into the whiteout of the storm. I could hear Rastus barking in the distance, and I knew he was trying to lead us to safety. The visibility was so bad and the snow so thick, I don't think I could have made my way without him. So the young lady and I, for the life of me I can't remember her name, followed the sound of Rastus barks. We trudged through the snowdrifts, our eyes squinting against the stinging snowflakes. We must have walked for well over an hour that afternoon, never really knowing where we were going, but Rastus certainly did. By this point, 
every step I took felt like I was walking through quicksand. The cold air was biting at my cheeks, making them feel raw and chapped. My legs ached with every step. Tiredness was seeping into my bones. For Rastus, this was just another day of play. That dog had unlimited energy. Eventually, just in time, I could see a faint light in the distance, and I figured we must have found our way to McLean's farm. Rastus had led us to safety. We both stumbled into the farmhouse's kitchen, getting warm by the kitchen's wood stove, as Mrs. McLean made us a cup of tea and gave some water and a treat of hard cheese for Rastus. After that, I called your grandmother on the phone. We did have telephones then, and I told her that I was all right. The three of us settled around the warmth of the stove through the night with blankets and bedrolls provided by Mrs. McLean. I'm pretty sure we might have frozen half to death if it wasn't for the strength and smarts of that old dog. Dogs are people's best friends, aren't they, Grandpa? Melody said with a yawn. They certainly are, Melody. Can you tell me more stories tomorrow, Grandpa? I certainly can. Now, why don't you give me a hug and try to get some sleep? Tomorrow you are going to the beach, and you will want to be well-rested so you can have a great day. And after giving her grandpa a great big hug, Melody fell fast asleep. And that is the end of our story. Good night. Sleep tight.